Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. Good morning to you. Praise be to God. You have survived it. You ate it through the weekend. Praise be to God, you're back at it. Back to the routine, right? <laughs> There's comfort in that, hopefully, because it's Monday. And uh, what else are you going to do? Be depressed about it? We have a great show lined up for you today. It's going to be an incredible week, actually. Uh, Alexander Trugoel is going to be on the program. That may be a name you remember, maybe not, but you might recall the, uh, the video of the two guys taking the P-idols, let's say, you know, the uh, Pachimama, I don't like saying the word, to be honest with you, but the P-idols out of the churches in Rome and uh, tossing them into the Tiber, and it became very viral. Well, he's going to be on our program today. He founded the Boniface Institute, he and others, and we're going to be talking about the faith in Europe today on this ver- this first hour. What is the status of the Catholic faith in Europe? What is the future of the Catholic faith in Europe? Alexander Trugowa will be our guest in the first segment at 15 past. And then in the guest segment, 35 after this hour, Jose Antonio Ureta from the TFP in France is going to be on our program. The communists, the Antifa types, attacked a procession. Uh, I think this was last week, maybe about a week and a half ago, Tops. Uh, there was a procession there commemorating the insurrection of 1871 in France, and how 50 people lost their lives uh, in an attack on their march. And so, what do you know? There's an attack here. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Jose Antonio Reta is going to give us the, the lowdown on that story. And also, what is the status of the Catholic faith in France these days? And what is the future there? So, it's focused on Europe, because where Europe goes, so goes the world, as many say, especially as it pertains to the faith. So, we should be paying attention to this. So, that's going to be our first hour this hour. In the next hour, it's going to become, it's kind of special today. Um, because this week, across the Guadalupe Radio Network, starting tomorrow, is going to be the, the, the on-air fundraiser. You know, Station of the Cross hosts these things. GRN hosts these things. It's how they pay to, for the bills to keep the doors open, the lights on. Catholic radio waves flowing in your neck of the woods. So we won't have a game show in the, in the standard way we always do. In the second hour, if you're at, at all able to join us, and we would love to have you, whoever's on our show today for the game show is going to get a prize. Almost no matter what. They're almost guaranteed to get a prize no matter what they say, because today will be the only day we get to play the game. So that's coming up in the next hour. It'll still be a lot of fun, though. We'll have an after show and Saint of the Day, Gospel Day, all of that. Plus, you could join us just by hanging out with us on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. And by the way, I finally posted a picture of Janelle over there. Speaking of which, good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning. It was your best it photo ever. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, uh, don't, 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 well, don't fact check uh, me. It's all Just right. take my word for it. <laughs> well, yes. And also you can see our favorite Bible verses on the website as well. And That's some other true. Fun facts. That's true. I had to, I had to, you know, drag that out of you, kicking and screaming, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Anyway, speaking of interesting, Adrian Fonseca's here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you. I reserve the right to uh, change my favorite Bible verse at any moment, just, mm-hmm. just for the mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. And I believe you also asked about our favorite uh, movie. Is that what you asked? No. Uh, book. 
book. Yeah, spiritual book. Spiritual and book. And I also, did not include. I, oh, okay, good. Okay, good. I was going to say, because I totally reserve the right to change my mind about my favorite spiritual book and my favorite uh, Bible verse at any moment. At any moment. At spur, drop of the hat, I'll change it. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, I included your favorite saints, and then I included your favorite verse, and then I ran out of room. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so, I, also, I also reserve the right to change my favorite saying as well. Oh, is that right? Did any, any, all, all are subject to change at any moment. All are subject to change. The entire website is subject to change. I am going to have to add that disclaimer to the website, <laughs> I guess. I don't know what else to say. And Interesting, though. Do you guys uh, do anything fun this weekend? Yes, I did. My uh, cousin graduated from high school, Megan Espinoza. So happy, uh, happy graduation. She's going to Sam Houston. We had a little party for her at her house, so that Wonderful. was great. It was wonderful. And then I saw the Mayweather versus Logan Paul fight yesterday. So that was crazy. Um, and that's, I think that's pretty much what I did. I think, I think the word is predictable. Yeah. Well, actually, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. But, you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, Janelle, did you watch the fight? No, I did not. No. I, I'm surprised. <laughs> I, I, I think I spent more of my time more productively. <laughs> <laughs> and probably virtuously, too. <laughs> There's nothing unvirtuous about that. At any rate. All right. We are going to jump into the hour again. Alexander Trugowell from the Boniface Institute is going to be on in the guest segment 15 past. And then at 35 past, uh, tradition, family, and property in France, Jose Antonio Uretta that's going to be on to talk about the attack from communist Antifa types against a Catholic procession. And what is the situation in France for the faith and the faithful there? What is the future there? That's going to be this first hour. We're going to be praying for your intentions. And since it's the uh, month of the Sacred Heart, we're going to ask and pray to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So we're going to include your intentions in that as well as our own. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. O most sacred heart of Jesus, pour down thy blessings abundantly upon thy church, upon the supreme pontiff, and upon all the clergy. Give perseverance to the just, convert sinners, enlighten unbelievers, bless our parents, friends, and benefactors, help the dying, free the souls from purgatory, and extend over all hearts the sweet empire of thy love. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now the uh, headline news with Janelle Lay. Over the weekend, three have been reported to be dead, along with five injured in a shooting in the Miami-area graduation party. India is easing COVID-19 restrictions as cases decline. According to The Hill, 11 killed by roadside bomb in Afghanistan. A roadside bomb explosion in Afghanistan has left 11 people dead, including three children. The provincial governor of Badghis told the Associated Press that a minivan fell into a valley after the explosion on Saturday. He added that rescuers are searching for the bodies of those killed. A Kabul police spokesperson also said that a separate roadside bomb in the eastern part of the city left three people wounded on Sunday. No one has taken responsibility for the explosions. The UN mission in Afghanistan says about 1,800 civilians have been killed or wounded during the first three months of 2021, a 29% increase from last year. Negotiations between the Afghan government and the Taliban began last September. The U.S. envoy to Afghanistan and other top officials headed to the region to engage in a series of talks between both sides and reach an agreement on the future of the country. The Taliban announced in April that they will not take any part in the talks until all U.S. forces leave the country. The following day, President Biden announced that all U.S. troops will leave Afghanistan by September 11th. 
From the Epic Times, thousands of Hungarians rally against Chinese universities' planned campus in Budapest. Thousands of Hungarians gathered in front of the Parliament Building in Budapest against a Chinese university's plans to open a campus in the Hungary's capital. Critics expressed their concerns about restrictions to academic freedom and Beijing's political influence in the Eastern European country. In April, a strategic deal was signed between the Hungarian government and Shanghai-based Fudan University, one of China's top universities. According to the agreement, the university would create a campus in Budapest by 2024, and the Hungarians would make a huge investment in the project. Previously, the government has planned to build a dormitory village for Hungarian students in the city. The proposed campus will be the university's only foreign branch, and also China's first among the EU's 27 member states. Critics accuse the Federation of Young Democrats, Hungarian Civic Alliance Party of Hungarian Prime Minister Orbán Viktor, of pleasing Beijing, worrying that the Chinese campus will undercut the quality of the country's higher education and help promote Beijing's influence in the former communist country and in the EU. From Reuters, China policies could cut millions of Uyghur births in Xinjiang. Chinese birth control policies could cut between 2.6 to 4.5 million births of the Uyghur and other ethnic minorities in southern Xinjiang within 20 years, and up to a third of the region's projected minority population. The report also includes a previously unreported cache of research produced by Chinese academics and officials in Beijing's intent behind the birth control policies in Xinjiang, where official data shows. Birth rates have already dropped by 48.7 percent between 2017 and 2019. Rights groups, researchers, and some residents say the policies include newly enforced birth limits on Uyghur and other mainly Muslim ethnic minorities, the transfers of workers to other regions, and the internment of an estimated one million Uyghurs and other ethnic minorities in a network of camps. It found the population of ethnic minorities in Uyghur-dominated southern. Xinjiang would reach between 8.6 to 10.5 million by 2040 under the new birth prevention policies. That compares to 13.14 million projected by Chinese researchers using data predating the, that implemented birth policies and a control po- current population of around 9.47 million. Reuters shared the research and methodology with more than a, th- a dozen experts in population analysis. Birth prevention policies and international human rights law, who said the analysis and conclusions were sound in saying that China's policies in detaining Uyghurs, mass labor transfers, and birth reduction in Xinjiang are actually indeed happening. And those are your headline news. The saint of the day is Saint Anne of Bartholomew, or Blessed Anne of Saint of Saint Bartholomew, rather. She was born on the first of October, fifteen forty-nine, in Almendral, Spain, as Anne Garcia. She worked as a shepherdess in her youth. She became a lay Carmelite at the age of twenty under the direction of Saint Teresa of Avila, and became a secretary to and close friend of Saint Teresa. Teresa died in Saint Anne's and、uh, Blessed Anne's arms. She worked. Uh, Saint Anne, or Blessed Anne, rather, worked on the Carmelite reform in France. She became the prioress of the houses of Tours and Pontes. She founded the Carmelite house in Antwerp, Belgium, in 1612, and she wrote poetry, some of which has survived to today. She died on the 7th of June, 1626, at Antwerp, Belgium, of natural causes. She was beatified on the 6th of May, 1917, by Pope Benedict XV. 
Blessed Anne of St. Bartholomew, pray for us. Praise be to Jesus in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain. And when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so men persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we have an opportunity to dive into the gospel thanks to verboom.com forward slash grn for giving us the tools to make that super easy. Verboom.com forward slash grn. You know, uh, there's so much to be said here. We only have about a minute here before we go to our break. But uh, the Navarre commentary makes the point that it really connects the dots back to not only Moses, but back to Abraham as well. And the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible really pointed this out, as well as Hadock and, and some of the early church fathers. This is a new Moses giving out a new law, but it's greater than the old law. The old law was brought down the mountain. On this new law, the people come up, the disciples come up to Jesus, who sits and opens his mouth. Something important, something big is about to come out. This new law, unlike the old law, elevates us not to the here and the now, but to heaven itself, to the beatific vision, to a promised land that will be filled with true milk and honey. No suffering, no crying, no weeping, no tears, no nothing. And to get there, we must pay attention. We must, must pay attention. As Hadock points out, the order in which these blesseds come out, these beatitudes, is in particular order building up a crescendo to discipleship, which means to lay down one's life, to pick up one's cross, and to follow Christ to Calvary and there be nailed to it next to our Lord and our Savior, to fill up that which is lacking in the afflictions of Christ, as St. Paul would say in Colossians 1.24, ourselves. Amen? Meditate on that today. Coming back after the break, Alexander Trugowell is coming up next. We'll be right back. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. 
Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Gloryandshine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Gloryandshine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At Gloryandshine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, Gloryandshine.com. Thank you again. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. It is great to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, we're going to be speaking to the tradition, family, and property uh, in France, Jose Antonio Oreta, about the recent attack from communist Antifa types on a Catholic procession there. Blood was shed. People had to go to the hospital. It was got pretty intense there. And uh, Jose Antonio Reta is going to be our guest to talk about that. And more particularly, what is the status of the faith in, uh, in France? And what is the future of the faith in France? There's a lot of troubling reports out that we want to dive into, and we'll be discussing that in our guest segment. Right now, joining us via Zoom chat, uh, presumably from Austria, Alexander Trugoeld. He is the founder of the Boniface Institute. You might recall, remember, Alexander, because uh, when the, the P idols, the, uh, I hate to say the word, Pachimama idols, were in the churches in Rome... Uh, he read, he took them out of these churches, and he and another uh, person threw them into the Tiber River, and uh, it went viral, and praise be to God for it, too. And he joins us now. Good morning to you, Mr. Trugoel. You're, you're muted. We're going to have to ha- have you unmute. Can, I can't hear your voice. But the Boniface Institute, while he's working on that, let me just tell you, he founded the Boniface Institute right after he had thrown those statues into the Tiber. Uh, with the aim of creating a network for all those Catholics and traditional individuals and groups who care about the well-being of the church. A few months after it was founded, major political changes affecting our everyday lives were implemented. In March 2020, we lost our freedom uh, to travel, and so we had to uh, restructure our work. Initially, we focused more on the situation in Austria and consolidating our organization in Vienna. We organized Holy Masses, and in May 2020, we began to hold rosary processions through Vienna every two weeks. We are still doing that. In the summer, we decided to expand the Institute's work to include political issues. Our vision was, and always has been, that the SBI should contribute to an increase in faith. So we don't want to exclude anything that could affect the life of the church. And that comes to us directly from the Boniface Institute's website, boniface-institute.com. Alexander, are you there? I can see him, but I cannot hear him. Uh, That's unfortunate. Hopefully, uh, Adrian is working on getting that resolved. But we're not able to hear you, uh, Mr. Trugoel, so hopefully you'll get that uh, wrapped up. So let me just, uh, while we're working on that, there's several stories uh, that we are focused on on Europe in particular, which is why we've invited uh, Mr. Trugawa on, um, because it's concerning. You don't hear too many times in the headline news about attacks on churches, for instance, uh, churches that burn down mysteriously. There is a rash. Uh, there is a rash of uh, of churches that have burnt down, and for whatever reason, 
arson is not usually among the uh, the top contenders for who's responsible. And they're just sort of mysteriously burned down. But there's a whole bunch of them. And then there's the attacks, the one we're going to be talking about with TFP here in just a little while, of course. But there's there's many other attacks. And, of course, the, the influx of the uh, Muslim migrants there have created no-go zones in major cities like Paris, for instance. But we've heard stories also in the U.K. Um, so, and then there's the... Then there's the sort of the pressure upon Catholics of traditional mindset. Um, and they're, they're sort of forced to kind of go underground in many ways. So there's a, a real issue in France and in Europe and across our world. And I think we better be paying attention to it and sharing the news because if we don't, you know, we're going to find ourselves waking up and it'll be too late. And that's part of the mission of the St. Boniface Institute, which is what intrigued us so much. He goes on to say in his article, and Alexander, you can jump, but you can start interrupting me as soon as you are able to. But he says, our main focus has always been and always will be the church. We also fight to protect unborn life and the family because, Alexander, are you there? Um, Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Praise be to God. Okay, so it's it's only possible through the phone. Wait, let me try to put this on speaker, speaker's mode. Alexander Trudeau is our guest. I'm going to need you to mute your computer because I can hear myself through your computer. It's a problem. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> you got to love the modern technology, 2021, and we're still struggling so with technology. Yes, praise be to God. Uh, Mr. Trugoel, we only have about eight minutes left in our conversation at this point. Let's jump into it. What is the status of the faith and the faithful in Austria, where you're from? So right now, um, since the Corona times um, and, and all the political measurements, we had a quite hard time, and most of the people um, went through this time in a very well way. Many people organized masses themselves, organized gatherings, prayers, processions, and so on. And uh, when the lockdown restrictions were lifted, unfortunately, what you could see is that the people who were already faithful before the lockdown and of course, it's not—it's not I'm who's going to judge who is faithful and not, but who—but the ones who try to 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 do things for the faith, um, their faith even turned out to be bigger after the lockdown. And unfortunately, what we would call the the, the average Catholics, um, as you know, Austria was a Catholic country in the past, they did not really return to the churches. So everywhere, the priests did good work, or the, or the faithful laymen tried to do good work you see a great outcome and a great fruit. It's wonderful. Praise be to God for that. Um, do you see, it, would it be possible to have a resurgence of the faith across Europe, or have we passed the, the sort of the line uh, that says it's, uh, it's, too, it's too far gone at this point? Will there be a resurgence of the faith or no? Um, I, I, I hope I got the question right, because it's a little bit a bad voice, but I think there will, the faith will come back in its full power, um, and I, I can tell you why. Um, in, in my belief, God always shows us what he wants. And if the French Revolution, the Protestant Revolution, the First and Second World War did not manage to destroy the faithful, even though they always tried to, especially, uh, especially right now the, 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 the Nazi regime or the, the communist regime in Europe, um, they never managed to do that. They managed to destroy lots of it, but never uh, they they never managed to destroy the faith itself or the faithful in general so what i think is that if god is so merciful and so kind as to after all those attacks still give us so much power as 
for us Catholics so that we can still stay connected and Catholic and faithful. I think this will also in future in the future be will be always there. And second of all, I think that as the whole revolution process is going on and on and is trying to destroy more and more what the people think and do and so on, that in this huge lack of stability, people will also return to the faith. The most problematic part of it is right now that there seems to be this huge uh, opposition within the church, that you have the, the faithful cardinals and bishops, and on the other side, the modernist cardinals and bishops, and, and of course, priests. And so this is, I think, the biggest problem. But, this, uh, but as I think this problem will also, you know, <laughs> fade as soon as, as a, certain, um, a certain generation um, um, passes, then I think this will be, have a wonderful restart. Alexander Trugoil is our guest. He is the founder of the St. Boniface Institute. That's boniface-institute.com is his website. We'll link to it, of course. Uh, Alexander, you were just talking about the sort of like the, the troubles within the church, the scandals, the, uh, the sort of the modernism that we see and find in the church that are great difficulties. Do you see that as the number one challenge Catholics have to living and spreading the faith uh, across Europe today? No, no, no. The number one challenge is always um, is always sin. It's um, in a modern time. It's very difficult to stay focused on faith. Many things are ripping you away from the faith. So, like uh, modern media, uh, the, the whole problematic with sexual content in modern media uh, or other things. Then you have um, your job and and how your your um, employee wants to. Keep Catholic opinions out of of, of, of the of the companies, and uh, especially if you work for the state or if you work for an official public uh, in a public office. I think so. The attacks on the on the on the faith, first of all, always happen in your own uh, soul's life. So if you manage to stay faithful, even though you getting attacked and people try to to to, uh, especially the devil tries to bring you to commit huge sins, and you manage to fight against this then the rest is very easy, the rest is very easy. Of course, what is difficult is if you want to um, talk to others who are interested in the faith, about the faith, sometimes it's very difficult to break through this wall of sometimes lies, but always also sometimes true stories about, let's say, abusive clergy or corrupt clergy or things like this. So yes, the corruption of the church, it has a great impact on public life. In the personal spiritual life, I think it's still your fight going on and, and your fight. And it's very easy to win this fight if you rely on God. And it's impossible to win this fight if you do not rely on him. So, it's, um, so this never changed in the whole world. And why should it change now? We have about three minutes left in our conversation. And, you know, that reminded me a lot of, uh, you know, our Lord said, and we see in Revelation, be hot or cold. If you are lukewarm, you will spew you from your mouth or will vomit you from your mouth. And so I think a lot of the problem today is apathy. And we see that a lot of people are inspired by the action of your yourself and your friend uh, throwing the Pachamama idols into the Tiber River. And we saw say, a similar thing happen when these men uh, saying that they were inspired by you climbing up and tearing off the uh, gay pride flag off of a Catholic church. Uh, could you speak about apathy and how we need to get back into Catholic action? Yes, it's, uh, that's, that's a very important part. So as you know, we took the name of uh, the, the patron saint, St. Boniface, because he really took action. And our last newsletter described his life a little bit. 
So what we can see here is that as soon as you understand that the main fight is going on within your own soul and mind and so on, and that you have to fight and fight and fight and win this, then suddenly you do not longer put yourself into the center of the whole world. You suddenly put God into the center. And if you do that, you also get the strength to fight back against the, 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 all those public lies, the public sins and public things. Because it's not our duty to fight the personal sin of, of another one. We can help him with it, but that's not our duty. We have to fight our own personal sins. And what we have to do is we have to fight wherever the, 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 the state and the public and the society um, 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 it gets perverted in a way, you know. So how can we get back to action? First of all, look at the life of the saints. There are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stories which can inspire uh, us every day. Second of all, read the Holy Scripture. In Holy Scripture, you will find already that God tells us all of those things are problematic. Um, um, people will make fun of you. People will persecute you and so on. So we all know that, and Christ gives us the answer to that. We have to take upon our cross and follow him. And if you, if you just follow this lead, then you automatically are in a, in a state of bigger... Um, um, in a more soldier-like state, you know? And then suddenly one understands what Ecclesia Militans means. It means fighting against our own sins so that we are ready to fight against uh, uh, the, uh, the evil in general. Why? Because we want to fight for God. That's the main reason. We want to fight to glorify God. That's, um, there, is not a technical, there is not a technical scripture which tells you which, uh, um, um, which, which you know, interview you have to give first. <laughs> it's about personal faith and spirituality. Alexander Trugoel has been our guest. His organization is called the Boniface. It's the St. Boniface Institute. You can find that at boniface-institute.com. That's boniface-institute.com. Alexander Trugoel, thank you for your witness, and thank you for being on with us today. We'd love to have you back and get a bigger, fuller conversation at some point. Yeah, thank you very much for the invitation. God love you, and uh, after this short break... TFP from France is going to be on to talk about the communist attacking Catholics there. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard the expression free love? Do you know what it means? It means false love. True love does not want to be free. It wants to bind itself. It wants to give everything and forever. It wants to make a vow, a promise that it will keep. G.K. Chesterton says the man who makes a vow makes an appointment with himself at some distant time or place. The question is, will he keep the vow? That's the adventure. The perils and the punishment must be real. If I bet, I must be made to pay, or there's no poetry in betting. If I challenge, I must be made to fight, or there's no poetry in challenging. And if I vow to be faithful, I must be cursed when I'm unfaithful or there's no fun in vowing. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of the Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. Real Estate for Life offers their clients a faith-based experience. Real Estate for Life is online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Taking a look at the headlines today. 
numerous Cyprus churches being turned into mosques, others looted or destroyed. A woman has been shot in the face and seven injured in New Orleans shooting. Three killed in separate Minneapolis shootings. The Hill reports El Salvador's president to propose making Bitcoin legal tender. El Salvador president Nayib Bukele said he will propose making Bitcoin a legal tender in the country. Bukele also said Bitcoin could help grow El Salvador's gross domestic product by 25%. El Salvador's current currency is the U.S. dollar. Citizens of El Salvador who live in the U.S. sent back about $6 billion in remittances last year, according to the Associated Press. Bukele, who has a high popularity rating in his country, was praised for playing a role in obtaining COVID-19 vaccinations for his country and establishing a fluid vaccination program as well. Bukele's party, No Ideas Party, holds a majority of seats in the Congress, where his proposed legislation could be passed, according to the Associated Press. From Epic Times, 10,864 Venezuelans pour into Texas border region, up from 135 last year. In just the last seven days, our agents have encountered over 5,800 migrants from 29 different countries. Del Rio Sector Border Patrol Chief Austin Scarrow wrote on Twitter on June 4th. During this same time, 30, 63 smuggling attempts were caught on our highways. More than 119,000 illegal immigrants from 70 countries have been apprehended in the sector so far this fiscal year. Del Rio is a city of just over 35,000 people, while nearby Eagle Pass has about 30,000. The region is mostly ranch land. The number of Venezuelans coming in is immense. In this sector alone, with four months to go in the fiscal year, 10,864 Venezuelans have been apprehended by Border Patrol, according to Customs and Border Protection. In comparison, for the whole of fiscal 2020, 135 Venezuelans were apprehended. Many, many Venezuelans have told the Epic Times they flew to Cancun and Monterrey in Mexico before crossing the river into Del Rio. Some came via Colombia. A large portion intend to live in Florida, in particular Orlando, Tampa, and Miami, where they already have family members. The surge has mainly occurred over the few last months. In March 8th, the Biden administration said it would grant temporary protected status to Venezuelans already in the United States allowing an estimated 320,000 people to apply to legally live and work in the country for 18 months. Also from the Hill, more than 100 former world leaders call on G7 countries to pay for global COVID-19 vaccination. More than 100 former world leaders called on the group of seven countries to pay for the majority of the world's COVID-19 vaccinations in order to protect from the threat posed by virus variants. In a letter seen by The Guardian, former world leaders including British Prime Ministers Gordon Brown and Tony Blair and former UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon appealed to the G7 countries to cover the cost of vaccinating people against the coronavirus worldwide, an estimated $30 billion a year. The G7 made of major world powers is meeting this Friday in Cornwall, England, the first in-person summit since the coronavirus. They argue that the cost involved is affordable and essential to stopping new COVID-19 variants from undermining current vaccination efforts. Quote, support from the G7 and G20 that makes vaccines readily accessible to low- and middle-income countries is not an act of charity, but rather is in every country's strategic interest and, as described by the International Monetary Fund, is the best public investment in history, they added. 
For the G7 to pay is not charity, it is self-protection to stop the disease spreading, mutating, and returning to threaten all of us, Brown added in the letter. Costing just 40 cents per person per week in the UK is a small price to pay for the best insurance policy in the world, end quote. And those are your headline news. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Janelle, for keeping us up to date. Joining us right now via Zoom chat all the way from France, the Tradition Family and Property uh, member Jose Antonio Oreta is joining us. There was uh, an attack on a, a procession, a Catholic procession in France by communist Antifa types. And we wanted to get that information as well as just the general state of affairs for the Catholic faithful in France and the future of the faith there. Good morning to you, Mr. Jose Antonio Ureta. Thank you for being on with us. Uh, we're having a same problem with Zoom. It is preventing the audio from working. So um, we're going to let Adrian work on that. Hold that thought. We may need to get you on by phone uh, just because, uh, for whatever reason, Zoom is not cooperating from an audio standpoint. Let me read just a little bit of this article to our audience while we're working on that. The headline comes out of LifeSite News. Communist Antifa activists uh, attack Catholic procession in France. May 31st, 2021, a Catholic procession held Saturday in Paris to commemorate the killing in in hatred of the faith of 10 priests and seminarians during the socialist insurrection of the commune in 1871 was violently attacked by a group of communist activists and Antifa types. 150 years after the brutal killing of 50 hostages in the popular 20th uh, arrondissement of Paris, the, quote, massacre of the Rue Haxo, unquote. Uh, Mr. Uretz, are you there? I'm hearing I'm hearing something anyway. Uh, so in other words, let me just summarize this for a second. There, 150 years ago, there were 50 hostages that were taken and they were marched and they were massacred by communists, essentially. People who rebelled against the First National Assembly of the Third Republic, which was constituted by the nephew of, of Napoleon. And to commemorate that event, there was a Catholic procession. And then there were these about 30... Con, you know, Antifa types who began to shout obscenities. And then that wasn't enough. Then they began to get uh, rough and violent. And they threw garbage cans and things. And some people were, were injured significantly enough to go to the hospital. And the, the photo, the cover photo, was a man covered, drenched in blood. He must have got hit in the head. I mean, that was, that's a lot of blood. And, uh, what, and uh, what boggles me the most is seeing the people on the sidelines. That are just watching yeah. and doing nothing there. Mr. Uretta, are you there? Yes, I am there by the phone. Please mute your computer because we're still hearing ourselves through the computer. I don't know what's going on with the technology today. We had the same problem with Alexander Trugowell. Do you hear me now? I do. Thank you for being on with us. I am very honored to be with you and and uh, very pleased to speak to the... American public to this most ludicrous attack that you are referring to. Please tell us what happened. Well, as you mentioned, this was this year is the 150th anniversary of this commune in Paris. You no, know? and during the commune, there were uh, killings and there were martyrs. Particularly, where the main martyr was Monsignor Bishop Archbishop George Darbois, who was the Archbishop of Paris who was taken hostage by the communards and shot by them you know, on May 24, 1871, 
together with other 42 other people. No? So the parishes in the area where this killing happened organized a procession. No? And this a procession with the priests and with families who came with the children and strollers, well, obviously elderly people, some young scouts, and, and ultra boys. No? And uh, this had no political connotation. The bishop, uh, auxiliary bishop of Paris, Denis Jachier, ha has said that the objective was purely religious. There was no political demand in the approach. And nevertheless, the procession was violently attacked by anarchists who proclaimed themselves to be the heirs of this Paris Commune of 71. No? So they began first to whistle and curse the parishioners from the terraces and, and the cafes. Then red flags appeared and death threats were issued. And then after the threats, the attackers took action. So it was a horde of hooded antifas. You know, these antifas that you already also had there in America, no? And they beat the worshippers. They throw bottles, thrash guns, and even wire fences were thrown at the faithful, no? And eventually, these elderly people and children, these terrorized worshippers, had to find a refuge in, in the church, the Church of Our Lady of the Cross, no? So they had to wait and pray until the police exfiltrated them from from the procession. So people attending the procession, they thought, well, we're, we're living like 150 years back uh, during the commune. Mm? And this was pure hatred of Christian religion, nothing else. No? And, and there were only two policemen to protect the, the, the procession. So the authorities said they're nothing. And at the end, no comments on the media, no politicians, the minister of, uh, of the interior only said a little something by Twitter saying, well, I am with the Catholics. And uh, if this would happen with another religion, this would be an outcry. But because it's Catholics, then you can just dismiss it. Uh, Mr. Jose Antonio Ureta is our guest. He is with Tradition Family and Property in France. We have about just about a minute uh, before we have to yeah. take a hard break. Uh, but we will come yeah. back and we will conversate further about the situation in France. This is pretty horrific. Yeah. There is a daylight attack on Catholic faithful uh, commemorating a 150-year-old uh, event where there were martyrs for the faith. Yeah. And two yeah. police officers. That seems rather insane to me to only have two police officers to protect all of these people. Were those police officers armed, Mr. Ureta? No, 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 they were not armed. And, and actually, another thing is that at the same time, left-wing parties had organized other uh, rallies uh, in the area. Hold no. that thought. Hold so, that thought. We're going to take this break. We will be right back. No. We will talk about, we'll pick up right there on the other side of this break with Mr. Jose Antonio Ureta, TFP in France, communist attacking Catholics there. So more details on that on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. Catholic Drive Time will be back in just a moment. Do us a favor, though. If you're watching on live video, share this. Let's get the word out. We'll be right back. If St. Benedict ordered your day, he would give you balance. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. In his rule of St. Benedict, he taught that to achieve that balance, we should divide the day between work, prayer, reading, and rest. The parts can expand and contract as needs and seasons demand, yet they always stay balanced. Most of us do not have St. Benedict scheduling our days, but we can learn from him. 
We may sometimes feel that we live to work, that something is missing, and that often our schedule is not entirely in our control. St. Benedict encourages us to plan for balance and bring our life into peaceful order. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E, MinuteMonk.com. We have to choose to include prayer, reading, and rest to balance our day and be flexible about them. Without them, though, we just, well, live to work. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McLean. Good to be on with you this morning. Uh, we have our guest, Jose Antonio Oretta. He is with Tradition, Family, and Property in France. And we're discussing this attack on the Catholic procession there against these Antifa types. And before the break, Mr. Oretta was telling us about these left-wing groups that were doing some organizing in preparation for this. Let's pick up there, Mr. Oretta. What is the situation? Yes, and then it, it, it's, it's incredible because... They only sent two policemen, knowing that the left-wing people were around there. You know? uh, so it basically is uh, almost complicity of the authorities with what happened. Now, I, I, I'm worried about the, f- the faithful in France. There was another story out, we may cover this in greater detail later this week, about a French court removing six children from British parents and putting them into okay. the home of a Muslim, re- refusing to, I mean, they don't go, they, now they don't go to Mass, they're being taught Muslim prayers. What is the status of the faith in France, um, and what is the I mean, status of the faithful? It's very, very bad, very, very bad, because um, we have two problems uh, in France. One are these radical Islamists, you know, who are making... Um, mosques uh, with the support of the authorities and unfortunately also with the support of the religious authorities, the Catholic bishops support the building of these mosques. So that is really, they are invading basically France. And plus we have this um, kind of atheist, anarchist, antifas uh, attacking um, the church. For, for instance, just in 2019, I remember at the very beginning in February, there were Ten attacks in ten days, you know, five of them were acts of desecration and five of vandalism. You know. mm-hmm. the, the worst of that happened at, at a church in Nîmes, in the south of France, Notre Dame des Enfants, Our Lady of the Children. You know, the tabernacle was forced, the consecrated hosts were scattered, were broken, a cross was traced with excrement on the wall, Oof. and hosts were stuck on it. Oh, no, God have mercy. And, and excrement were deposited on the children of the statue of the Virgin. No? Mm. And you know, the criminal who did this passed into the court uh, like a month ago. He got, uh, I think, um, a suspended ten- sentence of, uh, let's say, three months and 150 euros of, of penalty because the lawyer claimed that this was an act, uh, a work of art. 
No? Mm. And, and the judge said that obviously had no religious connotation what he did. No? It wasn't out of hatred of religion. No? So when you have the authorities uh, being the accomplices, no? you can imagine uh, the situation. And so this is happening all the time, all the time. Churches are set on fire, are sacked, are desecrated. No? And, and, um, and, well, we're trying to organize Catholics to react uh, against that, because if we don't react, uh, obviously this will uh, keep going. No? Mr. Loretta, um, the situation, <laughs> that's, it's, it's horrific that they would say that this is an act of art, uh, because if someone decided to draw, especially in France, if someone decided to draw a, a depiction of Muhammad, for instance, uh, there would be outcry against everyone. But if you give this so-called art uh, from for Catholics, then uh, nobody cares. Uh, can you speak about Precisely. the situation with that? Precisely. You know, some months ago, someone tagged a mosque, put some inscriptions against Mahomet in, 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 in the wall of the mosque, outside of the mosque, no, not inside, outside. Well, the minister of the interior went to the city in Nantes to make a protest, an official protest. Why? This is Islamophobia. No, we cannot tolerate this. No. So, uh, but this happens inside of the church, that sort of sacrilege, and the, 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 the minister said, well, I'm so sorry, you know. In, in every year, there are a thousand uh, acts of religious attacks in, in France, actually. Of those thousand, more than 900 are against Catholic churches. Wow. And so that brings us to the next point about the Catholic churches. The uh, We've been hearing about these churches, these Catholic churches across France that are spontaneously combusting. Uh, why are all these churches spontaneously combusting, just like Notre Dame spontaneously caught on fire and nobody knows oh, what happened? Oh, well, that's just, it's, it's, you know, the, the, the fire in Notre Dame of Paris was put onto a secret defense, a, a secret of national defense. So <laughs> no one may know really what happened. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that is, 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 uh, is, is terrible. It's terrible. And also, you know, the, for instance, the, the cemeteries, Catholic cemeteries are being, are being attacked as well. And um, they are desecrated. They, they, well, in, in, the, in, the, in the last weeks, there were like 10 cases you know, in, different, in, in various uh, cities. And the media simply doesn't report. The big, the big media, the only the local media says some, some, something in, in, in Fontainebleau. No, it's, a, it's a city like 70 kilometers north of Paris, you know, quite important. 70 graves were desecrated just after Christmas. You know, and uh, nobody even knew that. You know. So uh, that, that is the climate. That is the climate favored by the authorities. You know, favored by the authorities. And at the same time, you have all these Freemasons, for instance, protesting if the if in 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 a, in a court uh, hall there is a crucifix or or whatever you know there is a, a ludicrous case if there is a little uh, town in Brittany in French Brittany uh, with a, a pay, Facebook page in Facebook page and they have in one section was patrimony and in the patrimony they put 
there are crosses and the, the, the religious monuments. And Facebook took the, 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 that page out, saying that what could be, um, I mean, uh, seen as offensive by other uh, people of other religion. You know? <laughs> so wow. Uh, This is not good news. Mr. Jose Antonio Ureta is our guest. Tradition Family Property in France uh, is the organization he belongs to. We have about just about five and a half minutes left in our conversation uh, with Mr. Ureta. Mr. Ureta, this is it took 700 years for Spain to regain, to reconquer its country uh, and to Mm -hmm. reestablish itself as a as a Catholic nation. Uh, Will that be the future of France? Is it possible at this point? Well, you know, um, the, the, the problem is that the majority are still very uh, sleepy about the situation. You know? Uh, you know, Pope John Paul II, um, in the year 2000, when he made a special synod on Europe, he wrote after an apostolic exhortation where the, he denounced what he called a silent apostasy. So Europe was in a process of silent apostasy. This is very visible in France, where you have a minority of people practicing, even though still the majority are baptized and consider themselves Catholics, but uh, not practicing Catholics at all. So these people have to be awakened. And the situation is getting very serious, you know. Until, let's say, a year ago, more or less, the Minister of Interior, of President Macron was the first, uh, the one who actually put President Macron in the presidency, no, and who previously had been the mayor of Lyon. He was when he left the Minister of, of Interior, his Home Affairs, no. So the police is under his protection. He, in his speech, he said, referring to the the uh, banlieues, as they say in France. Uh, I mean, the, the outskirts of the city where most of the immigrated population uh, resides, no? said, so far we live side by side. In a few time, in month, uh, years time, we will be in front of each other. So basically warning about the possibility of a civil war. No? Um, because of this radical extremist, uh, Islamist, and President Macron even just passed a law against separatists, because they want to make a separatist state, Islamic separatist state inside of, of France. Like so a Pakistan. will lead to, to, to a civil war. No? Wow. Sorry, I didn't answer. It's similar to Pakistan. So they created a, a Muslim state oh, out of India called Pakistan. Exactly. Exactly. That's what they want to do, precisely. So now what we need, basically, is a new Kovadonga. So some strong Catholics who take uh, with great devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary and who start to fight him back uh, legally, not with weapons, but legally, you know, and defending ourselves when we are attacked, obviously. You know. uh, and that will be the, the, the starting point of the reconquest. But we hope that this reconquest will be much quicker than the Spanish reconquest that took, as you mentioned, 700 years. Mm. Jose Antonio Oreta is our guest. We have two minutes left in our conversation, TFP in France. Uh, so where do we go from here, Mr. Oreta? What is possible for the faithful? What could they do? Two minutes. Well, what we are doing is lots of campaigns to alerting people about this situation. And, and now more and more people are realizing the, the true situation. Then we encourage people, obviously, first to pray, 
to pray God so that the silence of poetry fades away and people recover their faith. And then we put pressure on the politicians you know, to uh, protect uh, Christianity. And we put pressures on our shepherds, uh, the, the Catholic bishops, who are uh, even contributing for the building of mosques. You know. So un unless we change this mindset where they consider the Muslims or Antifas you know, are expressions of a multicultural society, you know, if we don't change this mindset, uh, France will not be France anymore. Mm. Well, that is going to have to do it for now. Mr. Jose Antonio Oreta, we're very grateful for your time today. Thank you for sharing with us this uh, grim news. Thank you for inviting me. God bless you and God love you. Have a great day. We'll have to have you back for an update. But that is going to do it for the first hour. Uh, God bless the TFP in France for, for what they are doing there and the faithful. Uh, Thank hopefully, you God bless you. Hopefully, the rest of you can join us for the next hour. We'd love to have you. You can hang out with us online if you'd like. You can just go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. We will play the game show. In fact, whoever is our guest is very likely to win the prize today because today is the only day we're going to play the game this week because of our share coming up starting tomorrow across the GRN. Otherwise, we have a lineup of guests. In fact, actor Bug Hall is going to be our guest tomorrow to talk about his conversion. So a lot of great Catholic drive time coming. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. In Romans chapter 3, it says that none is righteous and that all have sinned. But the Catholic Church teaches that Mary is without sin. How can that be? Romans 3 verse 10 says, As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. Yet James 5.16 says that the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. If absolutely no one is righteous, then who is James talking about? Luke chapter 1 says that Elizabeth and Zechariah were righteous before God. If absolutely no one is righteous, then how can that be? Is scripture contradicting itself? No, the folks who interpret Romans as saying absolutely without exception no one is righteous are misinterpreting that passage. They are failing to realize that the key to understanding Romans 3.10 is the phrase, it is written. Here in Romans, Paul is quoting from the Old Testament, Psalm 14 to be exact. In Psalm 14 it says, the fool says in his heart there is no God, they are corrupt, there is none that does good. But then that same psalm goes on to talk about the righteous. Well, if none has done good, who are the righteous people the psalm is talking about? Obviously, when the psalmist says that none is good, he is talking about the fools who say there is no God. He is not talking about absolutely everyone. Just so Paul, when he quotes from this psalm, Paul is not saying absolutely no one is righteous. If he was, then how do you explain all the Old and New Testament passages that refer to the righteous? In Romans 3.11, it says that no one seeks for God. Does that mean that absolutely no one is seeking God? No, to interpret it that way would be ludicrous. Just so verse 23, which says that all have sinned. Babies haven't sinned, have they? Little children haven't sinned, have they? No, this is not an absolute. There are exceptions. So it is perfectly legitimate to say that these passages from Romans, when interpreted in context, in no way conflict with the church's teaching on Mary being without sin. 
beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Glorianshine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Glorianshine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At Glorianshine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, Glorianshine.com. Thank you again. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. Great to be on with you today. Praise be to God. We have survived the weekend. We are back at it. If you're just joining us, we just wrapped up uh, two uh, good conversations. One with Alexander Trugawell. He's the guy who, along with someone else, tossed the Pachimama idols into the Tiber River. Praise be to God. Um, Idols have no business in a Catholic church. And then, uh, so we had a conversation about the faith in Europe, especially in, in Austria. And then, of course, we just wrapped up a conversation as well with Jose Antonio Oretta from TFP in France about the attack of uh, Catholics by Antifa types there. Uh, A grave situation in France. I mean, like, the eldest daughter of the church is in pain and suffering at the moment. We should be keeping them in prayers. Um, So much of the information just does not make it to the West to the United States in particular. So that's part of the reason why we felt the need to have these conversations, just to inform you as to the actual situation on the ground there. We'll be posting both of those conversations later today to our YouTube, Facebook, Rumble, and elsewhere. You can find the links to all of those locations right on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. By the way, you can also watch live right on our webpage. If you don't ever want to be on social media, you can just go to our website, watch us live there, comment live there, hang out there, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And I posted a new picture of Janelle. Finally got her up uh, as a member of the team on the website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Mr. Joe. Praise be to God. Uh, France is bad way. Did you were you listening to that? It's crazy. I was. It's, it's insane. Oh man. The, the, these types and the nature of the, the bi- diabolical nature of the attacks on the church and the faithful there. It's oh. we have to pray. Speaking oh, of, of really needing prayers, Adrian Fonseca is here. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Absolutely. And the I love that was a great interview. We're going to have to have him back to talk about things going on in France. Very knowledgeable of the situation in France and. Mm. Uh, as great interview, loved it, and uh, we'll definitely have to have both of them back on when we don't have technical problems. <laughs> yes. Um, and oh, and Joe, don't forget the mm-hmm, news mm-hmm. of uh, this hour, the rest of the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, today is special, uh, especially for this week. It's special, and the reason why is because starting tomorrow, seven a.m. Central, eight Eastern, the Guadalupe Radio Network will kick off its summer shareathon. This is our way of coming to you. Uh, you know, fellow uh, members of this apostolate, fellow family members to say, hey, we need to fund this apostolate, keep the doors open, the lights on, and Catholic radio waves flowing 
across your neck of the woods. We'd love to say that we get big old fat checks from the Vatican, but that just does not happen. We'd love to say that the local diocese sends us a big check. That does not happen. We get to operate because of your generosity and the grace of God. So four times a year, we come to you and say, please consider giving us whatever you can. Doesn't matter what. Uh, just make the pledge, make the commitment, and that'll start tomorrow, 7 a.m., which means our second hour will be a different. So starting tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central, 8 Eastern, will be a share hour. We will be on in our second hour in the 9 a.m. Central, 10 Eastern hour tomorrow. That'll be our second hour tomorrow. All week long, for the rest of the week, it'll be 9 Central, 10 Eastern, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for us. Now, how does that affect the game show? Well, this is how it affects the game show. Today, we are going to play the game, Fear and Trembling, coming up, I don't know, 10 minutes from now. Whoever is our contestant today is, I don't know, 99% sure going to get a prize because we're going to give out the prize today. What is the prize? A personally autographed Catholic Drive Time mug. Uh, so I have some here. Janelle's going to add her signature, and then you're going to get a, a an autographed mug of Catholic Drive Time. All you have to do is be the caller, and you're almost guaranteed to win the prize today. I will mail it to you personally. So that is today. So if you want to play, you want to win, today is your day. Otherwise, for the rest of this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 9 a.m. Central, 10 Eastern is the second hour of our program, and we hopefully will look forward to joining you then. So that's going to uh, line up our week tomorrow. uh, Our guest is going to be Bug Hall. He was an actor, Hollywood actor, played in a bunch of things, movies, television series. You know, he played Alfalfa in Steven Spielberg's remake, uh, so... It's kind of a big conversion story. He was abused in Hollywood. This is going to be a, a great conversation. Tune in the first hour tomorrow. And uh, otherwise, uh, we're going to jump in and have a great time. Saint of the day, gospel of the day, breaking news and stories. We'll play our fear and trembling. We'll do a little chatting with you after, the, after we go off radio in the after show. All that coming up in this hour. Let's jump in with your intentions as well as our own. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. O most sacred heart of Jesus, pour down thy blessing abundantly upon thy church, upon the supreme pontiff, upon all the clergy. Give perseverance to the just, convert sinners, enlighten unbelievers, bless our parents, friends, and benefactors, help the dying, free the souls from purgatory, and extend over all hearts the sweet empire of thy love. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Another good news with Jenna Lay. The National Catholic Register reports Sister Maria Laura Mayanetti, a nun stabbed to death by three teenage girls, is beatified. An Italian nun who was stabbed to death by three teenage girls was beatified on Sunday after Pope Francis declared her a martyr killed in hatred of the faith. Sister Maria Laura Mayanetti was beatified on June 6, the anniversary of her death in Chiavena, the northern Italian town where she was killed in the year 2000. The religious sister was the superior of the Sisters of the Cross convent in Chiavina. She was well known in her small town for her social and charitable commitment to possessed youth and poor people. On the evening of June 6, 2000, three girls who knew her because she had taught them catechism lured Sister Mayanetti into a park by claiming that one of them needed to talk because she had been raped and impregnated and was considering an abortion. The three girls made Sister Mayanetti kneel and shouted obscenities at her. One girl beat the 60-year-old sister with a brick and another pushed her head repeatedly into a wall. They took turns stabbing the sister 19 times with a kitchen knife. 
They had, according to Italian media reports, intended to stab her 18 times, six times each to form by their violence the number 666. Sister Mayanetti prayed throughout the attack and asked God to forgive the girls for their actions. Her last words, according to some of her, the accounts of her death, were, Lord, forgive them. Cardinal Semeraro read out the Latin beatification formula, which described Sister Mayanetti as a credible witness of charity and forgiveness. Reuters says Malta sees no new COVID cases for the first time in 11 months. Malta registered no new COVID-19 cases for the first time in 11 months on Monday. But the Mediterranean Islands Health Minister urged people to remain careful to prevent any resurgence. The news came as Malta allowed bars, cinemas and theatres to reopen as part of a government timetable to progressively roll back restrictions that was announced months ago. Malta last registered zero cases on July 25th, but cases then gradually rose to spike at 510 in March before dropping again. They have been in single figures for weeks. The island leads the European Union in the vaccination program, with more than half the adult population now fully vaccinated and 75% having at least had a first dose. LifeSite shares another pro-life victory in Texas. Judge dismisses Planned Parenthood lawsuit against abortion ban. A Planned Parenthood lawsuit challenging an abortion ban in the city of Lubbock, Texas, has been dismissed in federal court on Tuesday due to lack of jurisdiction. Judge James Wesley Hendricks of the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Texas declared that Planned Parenthood does not have a standing to sue the city of Lubbock because, quote, the ability to remedy a plaintiff's injury through a favorable decision is absent, end quote. On May 1st, voters in Lubbock passed a sanctuary city for the unborn ordinance by about 62% to 37%, stating, abortion at all times and all stages of pregnancy is declared to be an act of murder. The Sanctuary City Ordinance declares it unlawful to procure or perform an abortion of any type and at any stage of pregnancy in the city of Lubbock, Texas, or to knowingly aid or abet such an abortion. Providing transportation to an abortion facility, giving instructions on how to self-administer an abortion, and helping to pay for an abortion all fall under the ordinance's definition of aiding an abortion. While the ordinance allows surviving relatives of aborted preborn babies to sue abortion providers for punitive and compensatory damages, including for emotional distress, penalties can, under no circumstance, be imposed on the mother of the unborn child that has been aborted. Lubbock, with a population of about 259,000 people, is the largest city in the United States to ban abortion. While other cities in Texas and a few other states have passed similar pro-sanctuary ordinances, Lubbock is the only town with such an ordinance to have an active abortion clinic. And those are your headline news for this morning. God love you and have a good Monday. The saint of the day is Blessed Anne of St. Bartholomew. She was born on the 1st of October in 1549 at Almendral, Spain, as, as Anne Garcia. She worked as a shepherdess in her youth and became a lay Carmelite at the age of 20 under the direction of St. Teresa of Avila herself. Anne became secretary to and close friend of St. Teresa. Teresa died in the arms of, of, uh, of Anne, actually. She worked on the Carmelite reform in France and became the prioress of houses at Tours and Pointiers. She founded the Carmelite house in Antwerp, Belgium in 1612 and wrote poetry, some of which has survived to today. 
I won't. I'll spare you me reading poetry. <laughs> the she died on the seventh of June, sixteen twenty-six, at Antwerp, Belgium, of natural causes, and was beatified on the sixth of May in nineteen seventeen by Pope Benedict the fifteenth. Blessed Anne of Saint Bartholomew, pray for us. Whew, I thought he was going to launch right into it. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter five, verses one through twelve. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men revile you, and persecute you, and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so men persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that last pass, uh, verse there, ch- or ch- verse 11, chapter 5, verse 11, that they, ev- they utter evil against you falsely. I think that's a key. I saw several times in Augustine and Chrysostom and Haydock and, and, and Ignatius. There, there's a real point here. You have to be, per, you have to be persecuted and they have to utter these evils against you, but they have to be false. You can't actually be guilty of them or else you're not supposed to claim them. Apparently there's a lot of people claiming these things for themselves. You only got about a minute, minute and a half, Adrian. What did you find? Yes. Uh, according to, well, let me just say St. Thomas Aquinas simply is one of the greatest saints of all time. And one of the things that made him so great was his angelic purity. Because whenever he was uh, tempted against the sin of purity, he conquered that temptation. And in conquering that temptation, the angels girded him with a, a girdle. And were and from that moment, he never was tempted again against the sin of purity. Why do I bring this up? Is because our Lord here in the Beatitude says, Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. And because of the great purity of St. Thomas Aquinas, that made him the angelic doctor because he had angelic purity. And he was able to see the truths of the gospel, see the truths of the church to such a greater extent because of his great purity. And so for us, we should take that example. We should look at that as an example for our lives and see that if we want to see God face to face, if we want to understand him, we understand the truths of the church to a greater extent. We must be pure of heart. We must live a moral life. We have to abandon sin because sin darkens, uh, weakens the will and darkens the intellect. And so only in a state of grace can we come to know God more. All right. Praise be to God. We're going to go to a break and it's time to play our game. Today is the only day we're playing and we're giving out the prize today. So if you want to win, you got to call right now, right now, 877-757-9424. The phone number is 877-757-9424. 
877-757-9424. Call right now. I guarantee you're probably going to win. I'll be mailing you a prize myself at 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Call right now. Today is the only day of the week we're going to play the game and prizes are given out today. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10 through 11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2, 10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2, 10-11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And welcome back to Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So please do me a favor and do not tell anybody that I shared this with you. But we like to do a few things on this uh, game show segment. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we find teachable moments, and you tend to learn something you did not know before. Praise be to God. We like to have a good time in the process, and our contestants tend to be a lot of fun. They laugh along with us, and it's just great. And then, of course, we give out prizes. And that's a winner for everybody. Now, here's what's special. If you're just joining the program and you've never heard of this before, well, do me a favor and uh, share this with others so that more people will come to know about it. But we don't ask the caller the question. So even though I have three official Catholic trivia questions in my hand, 
The caller does not even need to know any of these answers to still win the game. That's how fun the game is. Praise be to God, because I don't ask them. I ask Janelle. I ask Adrian. One of them will be right. The other will be wrong. And don't forget, today is the only day this week that we will be playing this game. Starting tomorrow, our second hour will be bumped back to 9 a.m. Central, 10 Eastern. And that'll last for the rest of the week. So no more game show for the rest of the week. Today is the only day. And uh, we're going to give out the prize. Uh, More than likely, let's just say. But let's go to the phones. There was a bunch of calls that did come in. Praise be to God. Thank you for trying. If you don't make it on today... A week from today, Monday, brand new game. We'll play it all week long. New prize, new sponsor, all of that starting on Monday. But let's go to Cynthia. Good morning to you. Thanks for being on our program. Thank you. Praise be to God, Cynthia. Where are you calling from? Keller, Texas. Keller. Nice. I know the area very well. Where do you go to church? St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Wonderful. It's a very beautiful church, by the way. Uh, yes, it is. I was told that I, I know the last time I was there, there was a life size replica of the Shroud, or an actual photo, life size of the Shroud of Turin. I, I'm told that's no longer there. Is that the case? Oh, that's news to me. Oh, really? Maybe it's still there. Maybe it's still there. Don't, don't do, fact check me. Fact check me, Cynthia. I, okay. I could be totally wrong about that because it would be a travesty. It's such an incredible thing to see. But uh, at any rate, praise be to God. Now, have you listened to the show before? Do you know how the game is played? Yes, I've called a number of times. It was just put on hold. So when she actually spoke to me, I almost fainted. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to give you a little ring for that one. Praise be to God. Thank you for your persistence and fortitude and perseverance and, and calling back. And now you're on. And let me tell you, just between us, because I am your biggest advocate, the other two, the other two you got to watch out for. I, however, am on your side. And you're probably going to win. I'm just I'm going to put that out there. Maybe. You're probably going to win. But if you do... If get at least one right, huh? If, if you do, it's probably because I helped you along the way. These two, I'm not so sure. Okay. Okay, All right. thank you. Okay, here we go. We're going to play. Uh, we'll start with Janelle, as is our custom. Janelle, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Yes, sir. Are you sure? Yes, sir. Janelle, can you tell me, what is the term given to the declaration granting freedom of religious worship to all in England except for Catholics? What do we call that term? From the 16th century. I'm going to go with the open worship ordinance. Wow. Hmm. It was either that or the praise him policy, but I, I, think, I don't think it's the second one. It could, could go either way, you're saying? No, it okay. was, it's the open worship ordinance. That's your answer. Yes, sir. Okay, let's see what uh, Adrian has to say. Adrian, can you tell me what is or was the term given to the declaration granting freedom of religious worship to all in England, except for Catholics. Hmm. I feel like this is a uh, reoccurring theme that's happening right here in the U.S. right Mm. now. This was the 16th century, but maybe, yeah. I would call this the act of toleration. The act of toleration. Mm -hmm. Very tolerant. All right, very tolerant. Okay, so Adrian is on the hook for the act of toleration. And Janelle is on the hook for open worship ordinance. Uh, Sounds very modern to me. But uh, 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Cynthia, what say you? Oh, I was just going to say Janelle, but with that remark, you said, uh, I'll go with Adrian. Survey says... (laughs) 
<laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yes, you are you. right. Praise be to God. I, th- I think I remember saying I'm your advocate. I'm pretty sure I said that at the beginning of this yes, segment, but uh, there you go. You are right, in fact. I'm going to... You got it right. Well done. It was the act of toleration. Not very tolerant of Catholics, though. Uh, but uh, that is history for you, and it seems to be repeating itself. But all right. So you're in the coffee cup of divine providence. You already are a winner. But let's just see if we can't learn a few more things along the way, Cynthia. Are you all right with that? Yes. All right. Here we go. Uh, second question, Adrian. What are the sins against hope? Let's see. Sins against hope. Hmm. I'm going to go with universal salvation. (laughs) Universal salvation is a sin against hope? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's go with uh, Janelle. Janelle, see if you can help us out here. Janelle, can you tell me what are the sins against hope? I think that would be presumption and despair. Hmm. Are you trying to say that Adrian is presuming something? Oh, yes. He's being very presumptuous. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm despairing over here. <laughs> so, Janelle is on the hook for presumption and despair, and Adrian is on the hook for universal salvation. Mm-hmm. 15 <laughs> seconds on the clock. I don't know why you're laughing, Sid. This is serious business. <laughs> 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Cynthia, what say you? Janelle? Survey says! Yeah, well done, well done. But that was an easy one, right, uh, Seth? You you could smell that one out. You didn't need my help. Yes. I don't know, Adrian, what are we thinking there? What was Uh, your goal? Well, universal salvation is is actually part of presumption, presuming that all will be saved. That's a heresy. So uh, technically you were half right. I was like 50% right. You were like a quarter of a half. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I was, I was part, part of presumption is universalism, which yeah. is the idea that there is all will be saved. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. We learned something new today. All right. Question number three. Uh, so you're in the cup twice. Again, you're the winner already, but let's just see. Now, okay, Cynthia, if you're, if you're a longtime listener, you would have heard this question already before. We've already used this question. This is a repeat question, which is uh, somewhat rare in the game show. So let's just see how this goes. Back to Janelle. Janelle, can you tell me? What is the name of the offering made to priests who administer the sacraments? When we give them an offering, like a monetary gift in exchange Mm -hmm. for, like I had to do it for when we got married or baptisms, things like that. So what do we call that offering that we make to priests who administer the sacraments? Well, I think when the priests administer the sacraments, they wear a stole. So I'm going to go with stole fees. Stole fees. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. Not stolen fees, but stole stole fees. Okay. Yes. Let's just see what Adrian has to say here. Adrian, can you tell me what is the name of the offering made to priests who administer the sacrament? Yeah, that's referred to as the clerical cost. (laughs) Sorry, uh, a little morning mucus, maybe. Okay, I'm sorry, you said it was the clerical cost? Yes, the clerical cost. Hmm, okay. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Adrian's on for clerical cost. Janela's on for the stole fees. Who's right? Cynthia, what say you? Adrian? Two for three. I'm so sorry, Cynthia. (laughs) 
uh, clerical cost, in fact, is is uh, not correct. It's made up. It is made up. <laughs> it is made up. It is. Sound good. <laughs> I, lo- I love that alliteration. <laughs> it, in fact, is called the stole fees because they wear stoles. It's a gift, a stipend we give them uh, because the laborer deserves his wages, according to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So there you go. But good news, <laughs> Cynthia. It didn't matter because you already won. You had nothing to lose in the deal. Um, you're, we're going to be sending you an autographed a Catholic Drive Time mug. I may throw in a book from my collection here at the office. I have a, a uh-huh. stack of books that uh, I have, and I may pick one out just for you and uh, send you. it to you as a way to thank you for generously being a part of our program today and being a part of the Catholic Drive Time family. Thank you so much. God bless you, Cynthia. Have a great day, and thank you again for calling back so many times. We're very grateful to you. <laughs> Thank you. God bless you. God love you. Uh, go, don't go anywhere, though. We're going to put you on hold. Janelle's going to get your uh, your info so we can get that off to you. So I'm going to put you on hold. All right. That is going to do it for today. And again, just don't forget, today is the only, quote, normal day, unquote, of the Catholic drive time. Don't look at me like that, Adrian. I know I said normal. Uh, all right. So starting tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central, 8 Eastern is going to be the share So our second hour gets pushed back to 9 Central, 10 Eastern. Join us for that. Write it down. Make a note. If you can, join our program 9 Central, 10 Eastern tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of this week. Join our second hour, 9 a.m. Central, 10 Eastern, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of this week. All right? Praise be to God. We'd love to hang out with you, and we always do, so you're incredible. Tomorrow morning in the first hour, Bug Hall, former child actor, abused, by the way, and he's going to tell us about his conversion story and a lot more in the first hour. So join us for that. That's 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. You can find all the links and all the information on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Coming up on the after show and the live video stream, we're going to hang out with you for a few minutes and chat. You get to drive that conversation. Don't go anywhere. If you can, go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT to do just that. God bless you. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Praise be to God. Welcome to the after show of Catholic Drive Time, where we conversate about whatever it is you want to talk about. But today is, is going to be different. Uh, we only have 10 minutes to talk to you. Uh, not th- I would love to talk to you. Uh, it is Adrian, however, who uh, apparently doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. kind of bored of everybody. Ouch. Yeah. Truth hurts. Sorry. Okay, that's actually not no, true. No, it's not true. It's not no. true. Uh, we're having a lot of technical problems with Zoom, our Zoom computer for some reason. So I got to uh, troubleshoot that before Bree Dale's show, which is at 8 a.m. So, um, yeah. So we're going to hop off, give me 20 minutes to uh, troubleshoot, restart the, the computer, and uh, make sure everything's working properly. So. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Yeah. I feel. Because if that. God don't do it, it ain't getting done on this team. I feel it. <laughs> it ain't getting done. 
boy. I don't know what it was. I thought it was. I just assumed it was Zoom. Uh, we'll yeah, find out it's possible. We'll find yeah. out. Well, praise be to God. Uh, hopefully your weekend was was good. I struggled through my weekend. I, I got some n- depressing news, and it just zapped zapped me hardcore. So the rest of my weekend was shot just doing dealing with that. Bored of everyone. Clerical costs. That's funny. Man, that I, was I funny. can't be Clerical bored of you, Jesus. Got me. Yeah, that got me. Uh, let's see. So again, tomorrow starts Tuesday uh, is going to be our share So the after show also gets affected, just so you know. Uh, so that'll go for the rest of the week. If you can join us in our second hour, that'd be wonderful. Now we could do a, we could possibly do an after show in our 7 a.m. hour. We could just go to the top 7 a.m. and do an after show with our first hour audience, maybe. Yeah, we could. So that's an option. We might do we might do an after show at seven a.m. Central, eight Eastern tomorrow. Maybe uh, we'll have to see how that goes. But that could be that could be a deal. Thank you everybody for who's hanging out with us today, uh, uh, Lori, and of course Patty and Joaquin and Don. Uh, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Jesus Robles, our friend of our show. Thank you for hanging out again today. Praise be to God, buddy. Good morning to you, Semper Fi, my brother. Thanks for being on, Mike K. He's throwing out some funny stuff over there. His deacon dad said he always called instead of stolfies, he called them cleaning costs. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. He said because he could, uh, he said all he could afford with it was uh, dry cleaning. <laughs> that's right exactly <laughs> you know that's hilarious it's one of the attacks against the church is you know obviously oh, it's all about money i mean the, the, a mass stipend is like five bucks ten bucks fifteen yeah I, whatever you want to give them really but yeah, there's no set amount they usually uh recommend prices um like i know at a at annunciation where i was requesting masses for family members they only charge five dollars but you yeah. know i gave 20 because i'm like you know it's yeah. it's the holy sacrifice in the mass it's of infinite value and i'm yeah. getting it said for someone for five bucks now uh, i'll give 20 <laughs> well, uh, uh padre pio is my uh confirmation saint and i used to read his letters in between him and his spiritual director father agostino and he used to padre pio used to beg for mass stipends all the time uh from father he was like father please tell me you have you have more masses to send me and so Father Augustina would send him more mass requests. So he would say all these masses and get these small stipends. Most of the time, he used the money to support uh, uh, some poor people in, in the village, nearby village. Um, but uh, so it was kind of interesting to read these letters, these exchanges. And Padre Pio was always begging for these very small stipends. Uh, and he would use them wisely. Praise be to God. He built a hospital after all before he died. Uh, what else? What else? What else? It's way see. more than me. Jeff Burrier. Good morning. Good yes, morning. Good morning to you and your good family. Morning. Yeah, praise be to God. All right, you guys, uh, you went to Canyon Lake last week. What's on the agenda this week? South Padre, what are you doing? I'd love to know. Raymond Bell. Raymond Bell's a first-time commenter as far as I know. Let's do it. Good morning, Raymond. Amen. Yes, thank you for commenting for the first time. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Thank you, Raymond. We're very grateful to you. We love our first-time commenters. If you've never commented before, you got six more minutes to do that before we have to say goodbye today. We've got to end earlier to sort out the tech in uh, preparation for another show. Tammy, good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. What was on your agenda this weekend, guys? What did you do? Anything special? I'd love to know. Comment. Let us know. Um, here I was thinking Joe was asking me what I did this weekend. I already asked you yeah, that. I was confused for a second. I asked you already. Remember? First hour, pff, you've already forgotten. Wow. I'm sorry. That's how what, special what, I am in your life. What are we talking about? 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jesus Ooh, is my man. friend. Jesus, come on, about? man. Hit, hit it, Adrian. Spin the record. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend of Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine. Cue the cart and play. See, Jesus is an old radio guy, so he gets all the references. On the, the, one, the ones and twos, he knows the deal. I, he knows what ones and twos mean, but do you know the cart? I know physically you are talking about a physical cart, yes. but we uh, we have uh, the cart in Simeon as well, and I cannot figure out how to use that thing. It's a disaster. <laughs> so I'm carts, like, can I get the physical cart, please? So carts in in Ray, I still have carts. I think in the box in the garage. I can't remember if I threw them away or not. But uh, carts were eight tracks. They were shaped exactly like an eight eight track. It looked like an eight track, only it was like a, a what you could record onto it, like a cassette tape. So we would record spots on there, and we would label the carts, and we'd have st- like a rack full of carts, and they would have this, the label that said, this is a 30-second com- a commercial for you know Acme dry cleaning or whatever. And then you'd have these cart players. You'd have maybe two of them or three of them, and then you'd put them in the cart, and you'd have a little – you'd have a white button and a red button, and you'd hit the white button, and it would launch the cart. And so uh, you'd be able to queue up the cart and, and all of that. It was great. Carts. Back, that's old school radio stuff right oh there. Oh my goodness. I just saw... <laughs> what now? There's a uh, Italian artist sells invisible sculpture for oh. $18,000. <laughs> it's not an... Inv- if it was an invisible sculpture, sculpture that would be really cool and totally worth $18,000. It's nothing. It's described it's nothing. as um, it, <laughs> an, an invisible sculpture that exists only in the artist's mind. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Can I sell my imagination too? I'll sell you the, all the different things I've come up with in my mind. Uh, you can't see <laughs> you, them, though. You, sir, are not Italian. That, you that have is, no discernible skills, and therefore you would that not. That is insane. You wouldn't be able to convince anybody of that. Though, if they actually made an invis- invisible sculpture that you could like, actually touch, but mm-hmm. it was invisible, mm-hmm. totally really worth cool. it. Totally, totally worth it. Totally. But this is nothing. Nothing. <laughs> uh, speaking of something, poor Mike. Mike said he attended his very first first mass. You know, it's the five, oh, cool. five first uh, Saturdays. Uh, so he attended his very first first Saturday mass. But unfortunately, on the way home, he got rear-ended oh. in a tunnel. Uh, and thankfully, nobody was hurt. Oh, oh man. Dude. Uh, Mike says he uses Roadcaster for work, and it is so much better than those silly A tracks. <laughs> yes, I agree. The Roadcaster is Tech way has better. come along. I remember because uh, I had to pay when I when I graduated broadcasting school in '96. I had to pay someone to duplicate my demo reel on cassette tape. What? And I I mailed 121 letters. Uh, I mailed 121 letters with demo tapes to stations all over the country, various, you know, country, whatever. And uh, I remember looking at a floppy disk, and I thought, why don't we just put it on these things and send them off? Or why do we have to, you know, do the cassette tape thing? So uh, you got to love technology from that perspective. It's made a lot very easy, even if it has made a bunch of other stuff really tragic. At any rate, that's going to do it today. we got to end early so we can prepare for the next show, get rid of our tech problems. If you can join us tomorrow, we'd love to have you. Bug Hall is going to be our guest. We probably will do an, an after show in the 7 a.m. hour tomorrow, the uh, top of the hour instead of the bottom of the hour. So hopefully you can join us for that. Otherwise, 
We'll see you at uh, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Central, 10 Eastern, for our second hour of our show. For the rest of this week, it's special. It's share Pray for us that God will provide for our, our financial needs for this apostolate. God love you. God bless you. And we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Having some issues with audio. I'll talk to you in a second, Bree. Gotta reboot this computer.
Joe, can you hear me? But I can't hear you. Okay. Nope. I can see you shaking your head. Let me see what is. This is me talking. Okay. I, am talking. I got you. I figured out the problem. What was it? Um, it looks like David or Tim muted this computer. So that was it. It was just muted on the computer side, not on the board side. Ah! Yeah. Very simple issue. Um, nice guy, we fixed it. Yep. All right. Very good. All right, Bree, uh, can you hear me? Yes, perfect. Wonderful. Yes, it's, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's you because we're not having this problem elsewhere, but it, we, we're having the same problem last week. Um, but we don't have that problem with, um, Father Hezekiah's, uh, maybe it's the, um, the first thing that comes to mind is the cord might be wrapped up on itself and then getting noise that way, or it's not plugged in. Uh, it's like partially out. That would be the simplest, uh, issue. And that is it. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, it's you. Because I can, if I mute the Comrex, then I don't hear it. If I put it back on, I hear it again. So. Yeah, that's why it makes me think that it's either it's either signal noise or uh, wire noise, one or the other. That's my uh, initial thought. working yet come on live from the sun okay that's working sorry no sorry i was just testing it
Supreme Leader Fauci. His Excellency, Dr. Fauci. His Supreme Fauciness. And where is Joey? Mm hmm. Oh, okay. Seven minutes. Wonderful.
No, I don't hear anything. Sounds normal. Oh, yeah, we talked about that before. It sounds completely normal. Uh, not on my end. I can hear the interference oh. she's talking about. Yeah, it sounds And if totally I can hear it, then it's, that's what's going out to the radio. I mean, I don't really... I mean, sure, we could talk about it. I don't, there's, she's going to the border. That's pretty much the end of the story. Well, yeah, she's, yeah, she's skipping the border. She's crossing the border, like flying over it. It's not like she's, but we already, like, the, we knew she was going to South America, like, a couple weeks ago when they announced it. Man, your uh, computer's about to take off, isn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to turn the fans down now, but yeah, it it's gets loud. Well, start. it's also hot here now. Gotta start flying off. Yeah, it'll update in a second. It's, I tried to open the software and it did an automatic update, so I'm trying to uh, fix that. Get a, a bag of ice and put it on it. Yeah, man, it's <laughs> significantly warmer. Oh, really? Praise be to God. On where? Oh, wow. Praise be to God. Now you're, now you're a real journalist. Because you can't be a real journalist if you're not verified on Twitter. Everybody knows that. That's actually in the Bible. No one knows that, <laughs> but it's actually there. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I was going to say like Twittericus. Uh, chapter 7, verse 6. Yeah, the book of social media. Four minutes. Oh. My tears. I can barely hold them back. Okay, is that better? Is there significantly less uh, fan noise now? Yes, significantly less. Okay. Uh, three minutes. If I go any lower, then my computer starts to overheat, and then that's when my audio starts to act ridiculous. So I have to like walk a fine line between hot computer and ridiculous uh, fan noises. No joke, though. I literally used to get bags of ice and just put it underneath, and I just put it over uh, a towel to keep my computer cool, my laptop way back when well once i we're gonna start running the air conditioning here probably this week or next week and then i'll just kick the door open before we go because all the lights are on right now too so it's even hotter in here and the door's closed so i don't get extra house noise echo um but but like probably starting next week i'll turn the ac on cool the room down then when we're ready to go i'll shut everything down so it'll keep everything nice and cool in here cool beans it's a little toasty for now warm beans but next week maybe cool beans Cool beans, yeah, definitely. I would prefer cool beans over toasty beans. 
already. <laughs> you should do the whole show. Just talk about food. Uh, two minutes. <laughs> Are you saying they have good food in Italy? Okay. Just, just making sure. I wasn't sure. Okay, a minute and a half. I'm going to put y'all on mute. Live from the sun-drenched